1: Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I want to welcome you again and I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.com slash reviews where you could give us a rating and review on what you thought about today's episode. So without further ado, I want to introduce an outstanding guest. Her name is Jennifer Lannon. She is with Health. She is director of brand development there. Had the pleasure of meeting her at the Health 2.0 event a couple months ago, and as well as her colleagues there. And you know, it's a pretty interesting thing that they're doing. And I thought it'd be a wonderful idea to get them involved in the conversation because what they're doing is so different, and it's all centered around healthcare. So, uh, without further ado, I want to I want to welcome you to the podcast, Jennifer.
0: Thanks. Thanks so much for having us.
1: Absolutely. And so, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of a 101 on what .health is?
0: Sure. So, .health is the domain extension for the health industry. So, just like you have had .com or .org or .edu or .gov for websites, you can also now have a website that ends in .health. So, it's intended to be for brands that are in the health space. Consumers have a very broad definition of health, so our kind of definition of what should be on dot health is also very broad. But in essence, we are an internet company. We are the company behind dot health domain names, and we uh, are live as of uh, this year, as of 2017.
1: Well, congratulations. Thanks. And so pretty exciting times. you know. So folks, you got your dot coms, your dot nets, your dot orgs, Dot health is 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 a new thing, and so Jennifer, why why should people be interested in the dot health extension?
0: Yeah, so I think it really, if you think about how consumers identify, like a .org with oh, this is a nonprofit that I'm interacting with, or .edu and education, or .gov and government. We did a lot of consumer research on how people feel about that health even before we launched, what they would expect from it, what they would expect to see on it. And they really intuitively just kind of got it, you know, like, oh, dot health. Yeah. If it's a health brand, it should be on there. Or, oh, if I go to a dot site that ends in a dot health, then yeah, that I think I'm going to probably trust that more because it's a health brand. So yeah, I mean, kind of a tall order because that was before we even launched and there was anything live on dot health sites. (laughs) We've been taking that pretty seriously to make sure that we can live up to that expectation for consumers. But for health brands, you know, it's really just a way to communicate to whoever is going to your website Mm -hmm. that you care about advancing health and you're a credible, focused, meaningful organization in the landscape of the health industry.
1: Wonderful. So truly a differentiating set of reasons there. Tell me a little bit more about the vetting process and things like that. What do you guys do to make sure that these organizations are credible?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'll start that by saying, I mentioned that we launched this year in 2017, and that was actually a very long process for us. (laughs) So there are several different phases to our launch, and we did that to kind of prioritize access to .health domains to the organizations that should have them when they should have them in the order they should have them. So the first organizations that got access to register .health domains were organizations with trademarks, and so we had about almost 300 domain registrations between may and july of 2017 from brands like google and uber and twitter and facebook and also you know more traditional health brands oh, like wow. united healthcare and mayo clinic and so we gave them the opportunity to register those names first and and get their brand name before anyone else could register that name. I know oftentimes having someone squat on your brand name is not a fun thing. Not fun, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting strategy that you guys did that. Gave them the chance to get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was really effective. Pretty much the biggest brands in health and brands that are in tech or some sort of ancillary industry that wanted to get into health. Most of them, the very big brands ended up getting their token names then. So that was earlier this year. Then we had about a four and a half month period called industry access, which you met us at Health 2.0, and we were in industry access. Yes. And we basically spent that entire four and a half months advertising marketing going to as many different industry conferences as we could and speaking and spreading the word about the fact that dot health was now available for members of the health industry so during those about four and a half months you had to go to our website and actually apply for a dot health domain we asked maybe five or 10 questions in an application of basically, what is your business? We asked for a current online reference and kind of how you were a part of the health industry. So were you a healthcare provider? Were you a a hospital, a health plan? And that enabled a verification essentially of legitimate health brands to be able to grab whatever dot health domain they wanted during that period. So a lot of folks bought brand names, dot health. So whatever their brand was, they kind of bought the dot health version of that a lot of folks launched new companies on dot health domains which was really exciting at health 2 because yeah.
1: a lot of new <laughs> some, companies
0: a lot of new companies and and we um some of the ones that launched at health 2 on dot health domains we knew in advance and we were really excited to be there and support but then there were other times when we would just be sitting in the room and someone would do a demo and and launch something on a dot health domain nice. we had no idea that <laughs> they had bought a domain oh wow domain.
1: that is so, interesting huh
0: it was really cool so brands you know existing brands bought their brand names new companies launched and we also i think one of the really cool things about that health is that some of the like generic names like innovation.health or tech.health or diabetes.health or really cool names that are important to the industry that are probably already taken in a traditional domain space like .com or .org they're all available now in .health so a lot of really cool Damn, health brands so cool. that I know. <laughs> Yay! Of, like there's more ground to be had again. There's more There's more real estate. I know. It's so like a lot we of, flew to Mars.
1: Like we can live <laughs> on Mars now.
0: We conquered
1: a planet. Um, I love it. So
0: this yeah, so we saw cool. a lot of really, really great domain names get registered by awesome health brands during that period. So now we have officially totally launched. So it's super easy to buy a health domain awesome. name now. You don't have to apply on our website anymore. Got it go to places like GoDaddy or name.com or the typical places that you go to buy domain names, the same way that you type in, I want this domain name.com. You can type this domain name.health and it'll just click on the list and you can buy it. So since we're a domain space that's focused on the health industry, we built into our terms and conditions that you probably don't realize that you're signing this every time you buy a domain name, but you're agreeing to the terms and conditions of the domain name registry. So everyone who's buying a .health domain name agrees to basically stringent conditions on how the domain name can be used and what kind of content can be on there. So part of that is around a legal or illicit online pharmacy. So we actually hire a third party firm to review every new dot health website that goes live and tell us if any of them are selling illegal or basically unapproved medications or if they're importing them illegally from somewhere else or things like that so that's one thing that we monitor for and can basically either give a warning or take down a site that's not in compliance with that so there are a bunch of those different kind of terms and conditions that we've built in to continuously monitor the space and kind of remove bad actors from the system. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. That's really great. So, you really just kind of have a system in place to make sure that the troublemakers don't get on and then you keep it clean that way. Yeah. That's really cool. So, at this point, it's available uh, for anybody to purchase so long as it meets the requirements. How about folks with uh, personal brands that are in healthcare?
0: Yeah, definitely. We have some folks that buy their name .health, and yeah. several of them have gone live with just a personal blog. So, one of them is the chief innovation officer at Children's Mercy, and so he has his name .health nice. David Chow .health, and so he kind of immediately set that up as like his personal brand, oh, and man. you know, it's a link in his Twitter bio, and you know, Love all it. of that. So it's definitely possible. So, Some so you, do that quicker than others.
1: you guys are expanding. This is so cool because, so when I was going back to college, I was kind of messing around with blogging and stuff like that. I never really got into it up until a few years ago, and back then, believe it or not, I had my domain name. I had SaulMarquez.com. Well, that name's now taken, but maybe .dot health is available.
0: Yeah, Ooh. definitely. It's a whole new world of the internet. I mean, we were even just meeting with someone, um, a local artist. And he was talking about, oh yeah, like I have my name art. It's a whole new world of the internet. It's wow. really cool.
1: That is really cool. Okay, so I'm so excited. The first thing that I'm going to do when I get off of this interview with
0: you
1: <laughs> is go buy my name because I bet it's not bought yet.
0: I think you're going to do it while we're on this podcast. Oh, if I man. see you, like, you can ever just like <laughs> on your screen, I'll like, know
1: what I'm, you're doing. I'm working on, sorry, I'm <laughs> listening, I'm listening. No, I'll wait, I'll wait. Okay. Really exciting though. I'll definitely follow up with you about that. Just You just made my day. Good. Yeah. This is really cool. So as you guys thoughtfully went through this this launch program, brands followed by companies, and now it's open to the public, what things are you guys doing to add value to this community?
0: Yeah. So I would say one of the most important things that guides our brand is we basically do as much as we can to support our partners. So partners are folks that we've either kind of reached out to and said, hey, you would look great on a dot health or what can we support that you're doing on a dot health? Or it's those, you know, the companies at health that we know that we're launching that we didn't even realize they were on a dot health yet. We just from a, a person to person perspective, my job is basically to meet as many people as I can that are building things on dot health domains and support them in any way possible. So we have, for example, a few conferences that have launched a new conference or rebranded an existing conference to a dot health domain and we come out, we'll speak. If we can lend expertise that way, we'll invite other partners to come in. We'll make introductions to other speakers or partners that we think would be a good fit. We'll exhibit there at the conference and tell people about why it's important that the conference is on a dot health domain. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's really a wide range of ways that we can support partners. We have a really extensive case studies section of our website, so we're always updating that with new domain names that we see that go live. We send it to you know the folks that we add to the case studies page. We let them know when we feature them on there and tell us to you know update if any of their messaging changes or things like that. We try to build you know as much of a community as possible. So all of the events that we go to, we try to reach out to as many of the like live health users that we know of and that we can find. So we're frequently hosting happy hours or having a booth and inviting them to come by, giving them swag. We're kind of glorified swag (laughs) swag ladies. Um, Just kind of giving out t-shirts to
1: everyone. I love it. Um, I love it. Everybody loves a nice t-shirt.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Our t shirts are actually really great. If you don't don't have one, we'll send you one.
1: Oh, yes. I love it. Wow. So, this is really cool. I mean, this is so awesome, you know. So, listeners, as you think about your company, you're listening to this because you are in healthcare. And as you think about what you're doing with your domain, make sure that you check out the .Health website, which will include a link to this podcast and the YouTube version of this below, and make sure that you get your name before somebody else gets it. You want to make sure that you get it because this thing is going somewhere and you want to be associated with .Health if you're in healthcare.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our website is super easy, by the way. Get.health. <laughs> Makes Get a lot of
1: sense. Health. There you we go, have guys. Think of the
0: litter. We could decide whatever we wanted it to be. I and love in it. addition to just thinking about your existing brand, we always encourage people to think about something new or something innovative that you could build on dot health too. So maybe there's been an idea in the back of your head, either a startup idea, or, you know, if you're working for a bigger company or a bigger brand, maybe you wanted to launch, you know, a cool unbranded campaign about diabetes awareness or, you know, things that traditionally finding a domain name, where traditionally finding a domain name may have been kind of a limiting factor in terms of availability or price. It's really just a whole new world with dot health where a lot of things that might have been either impossible or really hard to do before, you can get the domain name you want to do that now in .health.
1: That is so awesome. Well, you guys have truly improved the internet outcomes for healthcare people, (laughs) and that's exciting, and that's what we're all about at Outcomes Rocket is improving outcomes. You were telling me, Jennifer, about a resource that you want to offer to the listeners.
0: Yeah, so I guess just to rewind a little bit, when we were trying to tell people the story of dot health and kind of before we launched just position the launch in a way that was going to get people to realize this mattered and to get them to realize that their internet presence if you're a health brand then your presence online really does matter so we were trying to find research and data on how consumers are interacting with their health online You know, we knew intuitively that they were going online more than ever for health right now, but we didn't necessarily have stats to back that up or know kind of more specifics about how that was happening. We did find some good data from Pew. They did a a study back in 2012 was the last time they did it. And when we were trying to kind of tell the story, obviously when you're referencing data that is Four and a half or five years old. It doesn't quite get to the heart of how people today are interacting with health online. So we decided to recreate the study about how consumers are interacting with health on the internet today, knowing how much consumer behavior, how much the internet, how much healthcare have all changed in the past five years. So the information is available on our site, get.health slash research. So it's free. You just have to put in your email address for the download and your name. And I think it's about 150 pages of really deep and specific information, broken down by gender, broken down by um, socioeconomic status, so income level, broken down by conditions like diabetes or substance abuse or things like that. It's all there. Things like how often people get help slash research.
1: Okay, so Um, listeners, write that down. And if you're driving or jogging, don't worry. Just come (laughs) back to outcomesrocket.com/slash. Health, and you're going to be able to find the link there, as well as links to the website and any of the other resources that we talk about. Sorry, I cut you off, Jennifer, but no. I wanted to give folks a way to get there. Uh, yeah, you please.
0: Gonna I was just going to say, so you know, we break it down by a number of different slants. You know, you can look at the American population as a whole, or those things like gender, income, and all of that, and age, of course, as well. So the questions we ask them are things like, how often are you are you interacting with health on your desktop? versus on your mobile device. Do you have any health apps on your phone? And if so, what are they? Are you communicating with your healthcare provider online? And if Mm -hmm. so, what are you doing? Are you booking an appointment? Are you paying a bill? Things like that. So I think for everyone in the health industry, it's really important. Obviously, all industries are being overtaken by digital transformation and, and healthcare is one of the kind of later entrants to that party. But it's still very important. And we as a brand find it really important to kind of understand and track at what rate that's happening and how it's happening. And most importantly, how brands and healthcare providers can use that information and that knowledge to meet their consumers where they are.
1: Ah, oh, so awesome. And again, listeners, go to outcomesrocket.com slash health. You'll find all these resources that Jennifer's talking about. Okay. So Jennifer, time flies when you're having fun. This is crazy. Like we're all, we're at half hour already. So whoa! Um, I know, I know it's nuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know like, wow, we actually talked that long. I mean, it feels like five minutes. I
0: mean, I know I like to talk, but...
1: <laughs> But it's good. It's relevant. It's awesome. And so, Jennifer, what I'd like to do is just have you share a closing thought with the listeners, the best place they could get a hold of you, and then we could say goodbye.
0: So I guess my closing thought would be what I alluded to just now, meeting your consumers where they are right now. For a lot of our constituents and our consumers in the health industry, they are becoming more digitally savvy. Obviously, we think about more consumers becoming millennials and expecting things on demand and digitally and beautifully designed. While that doesn't necessarily hold true to the same extent for every generation, we actually did find in our research that even the 65 plus are engaging with health online a lot. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the sheer amount of engagement with the health industry that that they do have. But I think we all know that this digital transformation and kind of uberization of every industry is gonna eventually hit healthcare. And I would rather that we are all on the kind of leading edge of that than trying to play catch up. So that would be my final thought and how you can get in touch with me. My email address, feel free to email me if you have questions about the study or questions about .health. It's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R at get.health. And I'm also pretty active on Twitter. My Twitter handle is health tech Jen. So you can tweet at me there and nice. um, always love interacting with people on Twitter.
1: Awesome. Well, there you have it, listeners. You got some really great words of wisdom as well as a way to contact Jennifer. So be sure you go get your .dot .health domain. <laughs> and again, just uh, want to say thank you for, for all the awesome info you provided, Jennifer.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thanks so much, Saul. Have a great rest of the day. You too.